Hey guys, welcome into Something Like Therapy. On today's episode, Jessica and I are revisiting our deconversion topic. With so much to say on it, we had to go ahead and dedicate another episode towards it. So follow along with us as we share some of our past experiences that we've gone through and some of the things that we're currently going through on our journey. Opening up some old wounds, but all for the benefit of hopefully healing from things. So again, join us. Hopefully it doesn't run too long and uh, we hope you guys enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back. Now, if you are have just been listening straight through, to say like welcome back. I guess we say welcome back at the beginning of every show, but to us yeah. because we were kind of absent last week, at least in our recording schedule, it feels like a big like welcome back for us, I guess. But <laughs> like it's been a while. Yeah, like skipping <laughs> one week. It feels like it's been seven years since we've recorded something. <laughs> That's a uh, good thing though, because it's like showing that we're getting used to this. It's part of our like routine. Like I think it's a good sign. No doubt, and I'm sure the. You know, probably up to what now? Millions of listeners <laughs> of our podcast were very upset. At least thousands. That something thousands. didn't get published yeah. last week. So uh, we promise. Well, actually, you know what? I don't promise shit. You know, some stuff will come up, okay? And I can't tell you that it's. We're never gonna do that again. I think we need to stop making promises on time. Yeah, we need right? to stop making promises that we won't piss people off. Like, there's we, a lot of uncontrollables us- in my life and in the world in general. So, um, <laughs> we are but anyways, unapologetically showing up as ourselves. Yes. Yes. Take so. it or leave it. We are back, and um, we have a new episode, of course, obviously. Before we get into that, though, we do have some housekeeping to do in regards to our Would You Rather question from the week previous, um, which was, would you... Would you rather... Would you rather have the ability, or would you rather have, yeah, I guess the ability or the superhuman strength Mm -hmm. of telekinesis uh, or telepathy? Which oh, I kept yes. saying telepathy so much. <laughs> I want to read it as telepathy, but telepathy. So telekinesis, the ability to move things with your mind. Uh, telepathy, the ability to read others' minds. Now, does that include, like, control? Mm, no. I think it's just the ability to read people's minds, right? Yeah, it's not just control pretty much them. So you're not, yeah, reading their thoughts. or You're not Dr. Xavier. You can't control no. them. No. Okay. Like, you can't manipulate anyone's thoughts or, you know. Can I have that one instead? That, no. <laughs> that should be like option C, B, Dr. X. Um, so on, I think the first, like right off the bat, me and Jessica both went telekinesis, right? Like, Yeah. I, I, imagine like not having to lift your fingers ever again. Like you're just like everything, you know, A, pass me that cup of coffee. Like you, you don't, you don't, yeah, it's you just... don't ever have to do anything. I mean, I'd probably be completely obese and just <laughs> in the most unhealthy place in my life, you know, but you, I mean, I don't know why immediately when I thought about it, I was like, dude, the amount of like weight that I can do on my dead list would be insane. Like don't tell and anyone. I would never tell anyone, you know, but I'm just like, you're just like, yeah, no first stretch. ever, 
you know, five foot, 150 pound woman freaking able to deadlift, you know, a thousand pounds like that. And just go into the gym and like piss off the meatheads, like no stretch, no warm up, just hit a thousand deadlift. Exactly. Like that would be, yeah. Um, You know. Yeah, for sure. And like, I guess there's no, we didn't put it and the question itself didn't have it. There's no limits on it. So it's just like cars uh, this building's in my way i need you to move like (laughs) just like random crazy things like in a way too like think about it i don't know i mean i don't know if this would like apply or not but like let's say like i i want to you know take a quick trip to like mexico or you know we gotta move mexico to you i mean no i'm saying (laughs) can i like i would think that i can move myself there right like would that but be then now that, that no, because then now that goes into the superhuman strength of either flying or levitating, which that's a completely different thing. You can't move yourself. You can move other things. But that's no, you can't. I'm gonna no. Then then it's just then then your power is being <sighs> yeah, able to levitate ruined, or fly. You ruined a whole. <laughs> oh, then you ruined it. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyways. On the other side of it, because we did have people that did uh, both, and the telepathy supporters were about, you know, being able to read people's minds to know, you know, what they're about, if they're talking shit about you, um, you know, not to waste their energy on people if they're just like, you know, how they really are, which, I mean, obviously can be beneficial. Um, And again, my first question of that, if you had that, because it just, I automatically go with um, True Blood. (laughs) <laughs> with Sookie and like always hearing everything that oh, people are saying right. yeah. like if you could turn it off and on then that would be a game changer for that because it's like I don't always want to hear people's thoughts but if it's coming in something important job interview or something like I want to know what to say to this person I want to know what they're thinking so I think me just being an over like naturally being an overthinker that would be something completely dangerous for me like you would I, always be reading people's minds yeah and then because you can, I don't know, for me it's like, okay, you can read their minds, but can you really, like, understand, like, people's true intentions? Like, you know, because someone can have just a random thought, but you don't really know, like, their heart, like, where they're really coming from. Yeah, if someone was reading so, my mind, like, sometimes I think some I just, crazy stuff, and yeah. I'm like, I don't really think that. Like, I'm just yeah. thinking it. I mean, you, I, I don't really think that, I'm just thinking it. Like, I don't really believe that i just it popped into my head yeah and that's what i'm saying like you can read someone's mind but you're you make your own conclusions of it right like you can come to your own conclusion of what that person really meant by thinking that yeah yeah so, I, I guess what, you know I what get, i'm saying I get what you're saying then you'll like so, you'll begin to like you're trying to sleep at night like why did why were they thinking that yeah why did they say that when it could just why be didn't a they random freaking thought like yeah. that that's not really how they you know think of you or think of any situation it's just it was just a random freaking thought. So, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. I think that's just as a dangerous like field to go into of you know trying to know what everyone's thinking. Like, yeah, I'd rather just sit here and place. sit here and move things with my mind. <laughs> Which question, really quick, before we stop talking about it, and I think I've asked you this before in regards to like there is no limit on the size of what you can move. Yeah, or things that you can move. So. Okay, like when you, I remember I said like with Superman or even with X-Men or whatever. Okay, like Superman, he's ultimate strength. But then sometimes you see him when he's like, he has to lift a bus. He's like, uh, he's like straining. So what, what is heavy for him? Like, so things are still heavy for him? Isn't he just all strength? Like, 
Okay, first of all, <laughs> it's not real. Oh, so it says you. <laughs> it's not real. It's not a real person or, you know, being or, or anything. Um, second of all, he's not real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. So, but, like, is there a but, thing? Like, well, but, so if I'm trying to move, like, if I have the tele, uh, my telekinetic and I'm trying to move a car, am I going to, like, have to, like, think harder as opposed to moving my phone to me? I don't know. I don't know how that goes, but yeah, I guess that's something this. we would, you know, have to find out once that uh, <laughs> if there's that any, really actually becomes a choice and an option. So, if any of our listeners are experts <laughs> or have a doctorate in superhuman strength or like X Men, uh, yeah, please comment back on that. So, <laughs> but um, okay, so we're gonna go ahead and continue to move forward. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Today we're going to go with um, our topic, which we, we're going to continue our deconversion and call it part three. Um, but we kind of felt like, I mean, we're pretty much going to talk about the same things that if it would have been a part three. But this one we wanted to go with like, um, you know, life after church or life after religion, life after yeah. what we were in before, which is a part of that is definitely a part of deconversion. But um we're just going to title it a little bit different, but probably going to talk about the same things. Yeah, we just wanted to, you know, like Derek was just mentioning right now, obviously this is going to be, this is going to be part of us for the rest of our lives. You know, there's always going to be new things that we're discovering and understanding about ourselves as we go through this journey of self-discovery, healing, um, finding ourselves, whatever you want to call it it's it's cyclical you know like there's 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 things that we like we're gonna overcome and then we might have to come back, meet, to, them come back to them yeah. again and then we're just we learn to overcome them in different ways and we or we learn something new about our, ourselves like it's just an ongoing journey and cycle so um we want to share with you guys what life has looked like after christianity within these last like this last year um, I think within these last six months probably have been the biggest changes for us. Mm. Um, so because we have, we have grown in certain areas and we've just, you know, have kind of left behind a lot of these beliefs or, um, ideas that we had, we have found ourselves within these last six months in a completely different place. And now, you know, Honestly, it's been kind of a lonely journey in a way, you know, because we've lost so many people, um, so many relationships and friendships. So we've been able to kind of see and discover ourselves in, in new ways um, without hesitation now. So mm -hmm. we kind of just want to share that. And uh, like I said, that's who knows where we'll be a year from now, two years from now, 10 years from now. Um but for now, this is kind of our story and, you know, how it's going so far. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's something too, like, and I know we've had a conversation on it because um, we've realized things about ourselves and like, you know, friends that we've had before have uh, pointed that out where, you know, we're, and I don't even know if it's a bad thing, but it's like we like to try new things and we, we yeah. get all, you know, gung-ho and crazy and, and we throw ourselves into different things, be it, you know, church be it uh strongman working out uh be it whatever like and yeah. you know just we just tried new things 
Um, and then we kind of like, okay, maybe it's felt like it's run its course and then we go on to something new. And again, you may look at that as like, well, you guys don't ever commit to something and, you know, you guys just try it and then forget about it. Or we just want to, like, life is short. We want to yeah. try different things. So, I don't know. Trying not to, you know, always look on the positive side of things with it. But um, but in regards well, to, can like... can I say something yeah. in regards to that really quick? Um, I used to think that was a bad thing. I used to... I used to label us as quitters. Yeah, because it's like, know? unless you're still doing it, you're a quitter. And it's like, what right. if I just got what I wanted out of it? Like, I don't mm-hmm. owe anything to continuing to do this project or whatever. It's like, so funny because I was thinking about the, uh, about this today. And I was thinking about it in regards to, like, friendship. Um, like, loyalty. Mm. Or, you know, committed. You know, staying committed to someone or staying loyal to someone Um but this can very well apply to like a, a situation or a hobby, you know, where you're like, now you don't want to seem like you're a quitter or someone that's just giving up. Well, But exactly like what you just said, what if you already got what you needed out of it? And I know when it comes to people and like individuals, you know, friendships and relationships, that's very different. I don't think you should treat people in that way, you know. Um, <clears throat> but I think when it comes to like a hobby or even... religion I think once you get what you everything that you could have gotten from it and you don't feel the need to stay and you know feel obligated to continue to believe something I think you have every right and the freedom to just step away and like find something new you know I know that that in the the world of Christianity is very like then you're just a wishy-washy Christian. You know, you're just not ready to 100% fully commit to this. And yeah, in a way they're not they're not wrong, you know, like um but they're also not right because it's not so much that I have a problem committing to something is that if something just doesn't fit, then why am I going to sit on it for any longer, you know? Yeah. So, and it's not <laughs> even to like religions, it's not even like they would get upset it's like, well, last week you were Christian and now you're like, you're sporting a, a Buddhist thing now. Like <laughs> n- next week it's going to be Taoism. Like yeah. you're not even going from religion. To, they get upset if you go from church to church. Oh, like yes. that. I don't, I thought it was not a joke, but I didn't realize the magnitude of it until we heard like the pastor speak on it. Like, like that's pretty much just like he said it in a nice way, but don't do that. That's not allowed. You're, you you shouldn't just be going trying to like, you know, uh, test the waters over there and then go to a different church and test the waters there and kind of like trying to see what fits. Like you have to you have to stay firm and dedicated. So you're you're telling me not to find something that fits my lifestyle, fits me, and like that I would enjoy and want to bring my family to. If I came here, then that's it. You got to come here, and it's like. Mm-hmm. Wow, like geez. well, and it even it even goes further um, down to even like the ministry that you decide to join within the same church. I remember one oh, yeah, time. Don't go from different ministry. To yeah, ministry. you don't don't hop from different ministry to you know ministry. But uh, we had joined. We were very much involved in like the marriage ministry, <clears throat> and we I think uh, we were starting to like lead uh, one of the life groups. So we started kind of dipping our, our toes into like the life group. So uh, they had a meeting. I don't. I can't remember exactly what the meeting was. So we walk in, and both of the the lead pastors that were leading uh, uh, both you know different groups 
they both approached us like, well, where are you going to sit? Are you going to sit over here? Or are you going to, are you going to sit on, you know, with the marriage ministry? And honestly, like, I was like, it was so like, there was so much anxiety because I'm like, oh my God, you don't want to disappoint either pastors and you don't want to like make someone mad because it's like, obviously you want to be, you know, involved and, and committed in both ministries, but it really like, that's how bad it got to where mm. like now you, you know, again, if you in any way try entertained any other thing that other than what they wanted you to do, like you were asking for some trouble. Like so, but I always remember that where they looked at us like, well, where are you going to sit? I'm like, uh, is there a third option? Like <laughs> I sit somewhere else. Cause I'm like, this is, this is ridiculous, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, anyone, I don't know anyone that that if you in any way looked like you were thinking for yourself that was that was yeah, dangerous. I mean, it all falls under the umbrella of like the control that they strive for, the control that they want, the organization and all of it. Which you know, yeah, I think we've talked uh, hint on in the first couple of episodes in regards to this topic. Like, you know, that was a big thing as to why we just like, yeah, I don't. This doesn't feel right in any way. But what I started to say was just like about, you know, um, like when it comes to religion, it's not just like, well, you kind of did lump it into that sense of like you should be able to just, you know, I've used it for what it is. But what I was going to say is like, it's not just like, oh, uh, it was a hobby and now that I'm stopping, you know, like because it it wasn't like when we, you know, we didn't, (laughs) I didn't, uh, go into Christianity or start going to church to like, oh, let me just test this out and kind of like see, like I, well, I mean, maybe at first, but when you committed, like, or when I committed, it was like, okay, this is, this is my life. Like I, you know, I, I I truly believe this. Um, So for it to, you know, for things to have happened and then to now uh, walk away from it, it's a hard thing like it's a it's a very much like everything I thought about this life and um you know the next and everything is is completely changed and completely Mm -hmm. different and it's not an it's not an easy thing and that's why you know there are podcasts that talk about this topic there are uh group therapies that help people to get you know through this time and, and and you know begin to feel comfortable again just because it it really does throw you for a loop and everything's changed in yeah your life. there's podcasts that are purely dedicated to this particular topic um because it there's so many different um different areas and topics that you can hit on when uh, when you're going through a deconstruction or a deconversion um <clears throat> because you're not well especially a deconversion because you're Deconstructing, you can go through a deconstruction and still be Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, deconversion is just you're just like completely like done with that religion. Um, so there's a lot of uh, podcasts or support groups that are just purely that, that's all they focus on. Yeah. Because the amount of <clears throat> trauma and distress that you go through while you're going through this is is pretty intense. And honestly, some people. Because they're so dedicated to this, um, to this faith and to this belief that they completely lose themselves after. And it's very easy to lose yourself. So, um, 
with that said, I think we can kind of start going into, we don't have bullet points today, but we do want to touch like a few areas that I think are pretty important. And I know that Derek and I very much experienced and are still experiencing right now. Um, and, you know, number one, I feel that um, as we talk about it and as we go through this and we share it with you guys, uh, I think it's only going to help us in our growth and it's going to help us to be able to express ourselves more freely. Um, and, you know, number two, I think it's just if anybody else is going through this, you, you'll you'll know and and understand that you're not alone like and you're not all these things that you're going through, like you shouldn't feel bad about or guilty about. Um, but definitely I encourage you to seek out some help. Uh, even if it's just from a friend or even honestly, I joined a support group on Facebook that are, um, a lot of the people on there are like atheists. I'm not, I'm not an atheist. Um, I don't know exactly where I'm at, but a lot of the people on there are atheists, but they do welcome people that are still kind of, you know, they don't know exactly where they land. So, Find yourself, you know, a support group like that. Um, send us a message like we're here also. So, yeah. yeah. That's... And indeed, we want to talk about it too because I, I know that's one of the areas that we are going to discuss in regards to like friends and family and stuff. But like how you said to, um, or just pretty much like feeling comfortable uh, expressing, you know, how we feel and um, not trying to like, give tell people like you know this is it's wrong and this is our beliefs which are right like (laughs) that's the reason why we left it is because we don't agree with anyone saying my beliefs are right your beliefs are wrong Mm -hmm. um but just being comfortable with you know friends and family that maybe only knew us in that in that way or um got closer to us because we were you know now churchgoers and things um to like really be able to be like free, like, no, this is really who I am. Now, do you still want to have a relationship with me? Do you still want to have a friendship with me? Um, And not feeling like nervous or, um, I don't know the word, embarrassed or just awkward to, you know, say like, oh, no, I don't, I don't believe in, don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe in Christianity. Like, I don't, uh, that's not who I am anymore. Um, Because you're just like, oh, I don't want to like, make someone angry or make someone not talk to me and it's like even though like we can say it on the surface like oh, I don't I don't care like I don't care some part I mean maybe just speaking for myself some part of me still gets like a little hurt and it's just like well I don't I know like that's I don't want to lose these people but more and more by discussing it and, and being open with it it makes me realize that if someone doesn't want to be in a relationship with me be, you know, because of this, or they were only doing it because of, uh, you know, me being a Christian, then do I really want that person in my life, right. you know? Yeah. Um, so, and that's, and it's a hard thing. Like I said, it's not, this isn't easy stuff. And, um, you know, like the couple of the topics, which I think they pretty much exist together. Um, you know, they talk about like anger and like triggering and stuff. Yeah. That really is one because it's like things come up that trigger us, be it, I mean, it could be anything, literally. It could be a person, it could be a comment, it could be a book, it could be a saying, a song, and it's a trigger, and then it, like, sets something off inside, and, you know, they range from anger, they range from uh, just, um, like, 
sadness, sadness, depression. Yeah. yeah. So it, it is a lot, you know? Yeah. And, uh, one of the things that I think we probably don't talk about is how, um, how we kind of came out to each other, you know, like how, mm-hmm. um, I remember one time we were, we were picking up the boys from my, my mom's and, um, I think we had just gone out to dinner with some friends and we had just spoke to them. We had just told them that we were no longer a Christian. And, um, and I turned around and I told you on the drive home, I'm like, yeah, also I don't believe the whole story of Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. I I remember that specifically because honestly it really, and I think I told you too later that it made it real for me. It made it real in the sense of, we're not just stepping away from this church yeah. that we go to, you know, we're stepping away from religion. And, you know, to me, it's just like, yeah, um, we're stepping away from Christianity because I really don't like the way that the people are at church and this and that. And, and but it's just like, no, 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 it, it goes far beyond that. Yeah. People, you know, people can be assholes or whatever. Like, <laughs> that's just whatever. It's it's like, yeah, that it's not just one particular church. It's not just church in general. Um, it's just the idea of religion and, and, but if you're going to say that, it's like, no, the, the key foundation of it all, like you don't agree with it because if you don't, then yeah, like, yeah, you don't believe in that. And that's why I said it's it's really hard for me because even before, and like, I think I told you guys kind of my background with church and religion, uh, on the first time we discussed this, where it wasn't really big in my life. Like my parents weren't religious. We didn't go to church. Um, I didn't have a Bible in my home, so it wasn't really a big thing. Um, but there was always just like, yeah, but I still believe that, you know, Mm -hmm. Jesus is God and he came to this earth and he saved us, you know, died for our sins. Like no matter what, like that's always, so to, to not, or to be able to say like, no, I, I, that's just, I don't believe that. Uh, it was a big thing. So yeah, I remember that specifically. I remember you're just like, I can't believe you just dropped that bomb on me, you know, but I, I honestly, because I was like, okay, before I'm completely honest with my friends and with my family, like I need to be honest with my husband. Well, first honest with myself and then honest to the person that's closest to me is my husband, you know? So I remember that. And I remember what I like, the fear of like, oh my God, because, you know, like I said, I, I joined that, that deconversion group. Um, and you know, there's some horrific stories of, you know, people that have come out to their spouses and they're just like, you have no idea. Like we don't talk anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they, they refuse to divorce me cause they don't believe in that. Um, but I just, we're not, we're, we're just not even, you know, we're no longer husband and wife or, you know, yeah and so that was one of my biggest fears, you know, just like, oh my gosh, like, how is he going to respond? You know, what is he going to say? I mean, yeah, just dropping that on you um, was, first of all, scary as shit. But then second of all, like, so liberating for me to just finally say it. Like, I don't believe that. I don't, you know, do I believe that Jesus was a real person? I do. I just don't believe in the story, how, you know, what what christianity presents and that's it's true once you remove that that's the foundation of all like the whole shit comes down yeah nothing can stay standing anymore and that's something that i had to come to grips with like once i remove that factor i i can't 
I can't it I'd have to rebuild the whole thing mm-hmm. and that's going to be very hard for me. So it was hard for me to finally say those things out loud. Um well yeah, it's a, like they how they say like, you know, um if you believe in the God of the Bible like you you believe that he he, he there mm-hmm. is he has no flaws mm-hmm. because once you find a flaw in his word, then everything goes, yeah. you know. So and that's again, that's kind of a a a weird statement or, or thought because it's like, you know, you have the Bible and that's what that religion says that every single word, sentence and syllable in this is the exact truth and exactly how it goes down or how it went down. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, it's no buffet. Like you have to take it all. And it's like, there's, I mean, not just one or two, there's countless things that I'm just like, no, I don't agree with yeah. that at all. Like, And honestly, it was that exact statement. And, you know, this is no disrespect to, towards anyone that, you know, still holds this belief. Um, but it was exactly that, that you know, the word of God is true and without flaw. That honestly was what eventually led me to like, no, I, I don't believe this, you know, because I was like, there was things on there that were so contradicting and there was just no way of explaining them that I was just like, no, this to me shows that God is flawed. So yeah, this isn't like to me, I'm saying for me, um, and there's countless books that made it easy for me to just say, okay, this isn't, this isn't for me. There's countless books and, um, uh, professors and theologians and stuff that, you know, do all these things, like people that make lists of, you know, reasons why the Bible isn't true, this, 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 and they try to point them out. I'm like, no, because what it's saying, you have to understand the context of how they were writing it in that day. And it's like, guys, you guys are going on a far stretch here, man. Yeah. It's it's words, you know, it was words that were written by a human multiple different times in different translations and different everything. So, to say that the product that we have here is the word of God and it is, that is, you have to hold that every syllable true. That's a lot. You're asking for a lot. And, you know, again, like we all, well, one of the things we always say, like when, when, when there isn't an answer, when it seems hard, yeah. it's just like, well, rely on your faith. And it's like, gosh, um, that's it's hard to, as a free willed and free thinking human, which God, you know, allowed, uh, designed us to be, we're not very free thinking if we're if we're just set to like okay you're just gonna believe this and and shut up you yeah. know like I don't know uh, I know this isn't what we were really trying to to like dive into but it is part of how we ended up eventually yeah conversations getting... like this that led to us yeah like and it led to us eventually starting and beginning the the process of deconstructing. And eventually leading to deconversion. Um, but one of the things um, I think we could... Oh, I'm so ahead. sorry. Really oh, quick. Ahead. I want to like... I don't think I've ever even told you. Like, thank you <laughs> for being you. And thank you for allowing us to have a relationship and a marriage where we were able to get to this point. Because a lot of the times, you know, maybe in a marriage or relationship where you don't have that open communication. And even though you may begin to like start to have doubts and things... It never gets discussed because, well, like you said, some of those people that like they literally told their spouse and then they got divorced or they separated or whatever. They just don't speak anymore. Um, you know, I'm 
thank you that we don't have that kind of relationship. You know? No, yeah, of course. And I think it's it's taken both of us to get to, to be able to have this relationship and to have this you know form of communication. Um, if you probably would have been the first one, and let's say it would have been a couple years before, I don't I don't know how I would have reacted. You know, um, but I think. I think both of us were probably starting to start it, um, seeing a lot of these things like early on, but we just ignored a lot of it. Uh, I think we were hoping, like kind of hoping for the best and that this, you know, whole thing with us going to church and Christianity was just gonna, was just gonna, you know, be the right thing for us and our family. And we kind of just threw all our eggs into one basket and we were like, okay, let's, let's see what happens. Um, but honestly, um, I think that we both, I think we were both kind of going through it together and we didn't even know, you know? So, but yeah, um, but so yeah, just to kind of get this going, we haven't even began <laughs> the points that we want to make. But one of the first things that I know that we, um, for me, one of the first things that hit me when we first started um, stepping away and now going through not just deconstructing, but deconverting was the anger. Um, anger has probably been my friend <laughs> and has followed me through this journey a little longer than I, I would have liked for it to. Um, and it has really been the one thing that has fueled my, my um, in a way, kind of like giving me strength to keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I was angry at the church. I was angry at... I was angry at God. I was angry at, you know, my my friends. I was angry at my family. Like, I, it was just the one thing that kept me moving forward. Um, but eventually, honestly, really became like a prison for me. Um, now, being where I'm at, knowing that I don't have to be angry, <laughs> you know, I could allow myself to heal and understand that, yes, these people are just human. And these people um, really were doing what they thought was best has helped me to move on from anger to now just healing. But I was angry for a long time. And I still, like I said, you know, in the beginning of this, like this is, this is cyclical. Like this happens, this goes, this happens in cycles and I do have moments where I, I wake up one day and I'm just like pissed. <laughs> I'm I and I it's silly, but sometimes I'm like, how can I be pissed at something that I don't believe in? You know, hmm. um, but I I know that it's because I'm still I'm still undoing a lot of the things. It's very hard. It's and I've said this before. I don't know why I've said it on here, but it's like being in an abusive relationship. You know, you you question yourself. Um, and you ask yourself, like, why did I stay that long? And um, sometimes you want to blame, you know, the other person. And, you know, so I find myself in situations like that still where I do. I, I question and I blame and it's easier to blame some, you know, something else or someone else. Um, and that triggers the anger for me. So, yeah. Yeah. And 
um, I don't know if you remember when I sent you that guy's video where he talks about, um, he draws like the square and then on the top left corner is like someone that's like a pushover, someone that has no confidence whatsoever. And then the exact opposite on the top right was a, a confident person. Mm -hmm. And then on the bottom parts of the square on the bottom left is someone who's depressed and weak. And then opposite of that on the bottom right is anger. And he said a lot of times people fail because they want to go from being depressed straight across diagonally to just being confident. And sometimes he goes, some people can do it, but sometimes you need to make a little pit stop, which is a little bit easier. So you travel just across, which is shorter distance, and you become angry. He's like, because at least when you're angry, you're not weak, you're not depressed, you're, you're up and about and you're like, I want to blame someone. I want to, like, I want to change. Like, I'm angry. I'm pissed off. Give me, like, you have momentum. And then, but you have to realize is like, you can't stay in anger. You have to grow and mature and then you rise up to being a confident person. And I think exactly what you just described, like you, we were sad, we were depressed. This was like a change, like we, it was a habit. It was like, this is who we are. We go to church on Sunday, we listen to worship music, we, we read our Bible, we do this. This is who we are. This is what our family is. And for it to be gone, it was it was a scary and depressing, sad, you know, state, which that, you know, for you turned into anger and allowed you to, you know, kind of rise yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. And it really did become my fuel because also the other part that, um, that was very hard for me to like, to embrace, or not even embrace or just accept, um, was the fact that I was going to like disappoint a lot of people and but it really like, like I was gonna be the reason that a lot of people were gonna be sad and, and a lot of people were gonna be disappointed and concerned, um, especially, you know, like someone like my mom that has been, you know, she's just very much dedicated um, to Christianity and to God and to that belief, you know? So I could either be really angry, be upset and be defensive or I could just fall into this like, oh my God, like I'm like the, the whole depressed, exactly yeah. what you just said. Um, and I just, I chose anger. You're right. Like 100%, I chose anger. And now knowing that I, uh, I can take that anger and just learn from it mm -hmm. and, and just sit confidently and knowing that I know and I believe that I made the right choice for myself, like has been a has been a pretty big struggle, you know, but it's like, I'm slowly getting to that place now where, um, if I do feel anger, then I'm, you know, I know that it's, it's trying to tell me something, you know, there's an area that still needs work and, and there's an area that I know that I need to work through. So yeah, just using that anger as, um, you know, a, um, a catalyst for growth yeah. pretty much because anger, like, I mean, I, you know, of course, I'm not saying that everyone needs to be angry in order to get things done. It's not it's not good to be angry. Um, however, it is it is what it is. It is a powerful emotion that can get a lot of things done. But you just have to know how to kind of harness that anger or at least harness the energy of anger mm -hmm. into being productive and to to growing in whatever situation that you're going through. So but yeah, I mean, and, you know, like you said, uh, for me as well, like we become angry and it's like we want to immediately like be angry at the church and the people there and the pastors and the stuff that happened to us and 
you know, when we were, because we wanted to to blame. We wanted to be the victim. We wanted to blame, like, well, this is the reason why this, this, and this, and this. But, you know, ultimately, like you said, those people were doing what they believed was right and what they were trained to do. Um, it doesn't make them, you know, like, not accountable. Like, you know, everyone has to be accountable for everything. But it's doing what they believe. And, uh, you know, we wanted, I wanted to have anger towards, you know, people that went to church and thought it a certain way and, you know, just like, God, oh, they're so freaking biased and they're so, like, uh, blinded by their, their, you know, you know, holier than thou attitude. And it's like, you want to get angry at them, but it's just like, I can't blame people for believing in something and, and you know, following it. Like, and that's at least for me and I know it actually for both of us because we've talked about it like what we wanted to get away from we wanted to get away from you know that whole like well this is my belief and it's right your belief's wrong mm-hmm. so I'm told by the word of God the Bible that I have to just dis- become a disciple and make you believe what I believe because so that you can be you know good <laughs> um, uh, there, there is no religion there's no institution on this earth where it's a lot it's absolutely 100 percent correct and everyone has to follow it That's, yeah you know and um, one of the reasons why i think that i remained angry for so long is exactly that where we saw people going to church and or going to certain um ministry groups that we knew and they knew very much that there was things happening there that they weren't that uh, weren't right mm-hmm. and we saw that and you know now that we make a decision to step away and you know look look from the outside looking in we're like you know now we begin to judge them like how can they continue going like they knew all this shit's still happening and, and they know so and so is talking crap and and they know that person's a hypocrite and they know like and you know and we forgot that we were very much also doing the same thing mm-hmm. we we're very much you know acting the same way and so i yeah i couldn't i i couldn't wrap my head around how people can still keep going still keep believing um because now you know i was seeing things through a different lens yeah. um but that's just part of you know the growth and part of understanding that you know you do need to be respectful of whatever people want to believe whatever they want to do even if it's wrong you know whatever 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 you you whatever opinion you might have on it um that's their life it's their journey mm-hmm. you know so and it's too it's a, the the power of habit you know yeah. like yeah which i learned from reading the book the power of habit like yes. you know and and i think that's kind of like what especially well it's any religion like they they want to make their uh ceremonies and their um routine routine your habit because once it's your habit it is a lot harder to break away mm-hmm. and we saw that like I, I mean i've known people that have been in a church their whole life 10 20 30 40 years so when we say we went to church you know the whatever three five years but i don't, don't remember but it's not it's not a lot compared to you know maybe some other people but the thing is, is that it became a habit very quickly. So even with just going those amount of years, like I said, to break away from it, I remember those first like months. We, I felt lost. Like, wait a minute. So what? We're not doing that. And okay, like, and then even when we left the church, remember we we told you guys we went tried to go to try to go to different churches just because we were like 
grasping like you know anything that reminds us of who like what we've been doing who we are um so it was a lot it's literally like trying to get off of a drug you know like it's you have the withdrawals and it's not um it's not easy so uh yeah the power of habit is hard so you see like just said you see these people that have just been doing it for years knowing the behind the scenes of like there's some shady stuff here but it's like they're so scared because i don't want to leave this even though i know it's bad I don't want to leave this because I'm scared I want the other side. And like that's why I compare it to a drug. You know, if you're an alcoholic or addicted to some sort of um, drug, whatever, like, you know, this, what you're doing is bad. But I, trust me, like, I'm more scared of my life without it than my life with it in its miserable state. Yeah, and that, that can lead into the next point that we want to talk about um, is the doubt. The doubt that you start to experience because you do get to that desperate point of, like, you know, waking up on a Sunday and just like, okay, usually we go to church. Now we have to think about what we need to do or what we're going to do. How do we fill our time? So now you have all this time to think. Now you're thinking and you're just like, shit, did I do the right thing? Mm -hmm. You know, there we had community. There we had support. You know, they had um, groups and, you know, social groups and activities and it's like you you give up all this you know i i keep thinking of it like you're you go from a a warm little like cocoon of like blanket of being covered by god and by jesus and holy spirit and all that and people and family and you're literally just dumped into a fucking ice bath Mm -hmm. you're just fucking by yourself no one's there because ain't no one trying to be part of your shit you know being in fucking cold ass water like And you're just dumped into this ice bath and you got to feel it all. You got to feel it. You have to feel the loneliness. You have to feel the, you know, just like the defeat of like, oh my gosh, I I gave up, you know, you have to feel it all. So, and then you come out of it. Like it's, I I literally, I mean, just thinking about, cause you said cocoon, I think like the matrix when they had to pull him out of that (laughs) sack and they like, you know, he's like throwing up and all that stuff. And then they, they clean him up and then whatever. But, like, at the end, it's like you get your freedom. You get yeah. to realize the reality in which we live in. Like, who you are on this planet, in this universe, in this existence. You're not, like, just being led by something. And and, and honestly, we've talked about that where it's like that's what people... That's why. That's why, you know, it's not just Christianity. It's, it's in religion. People find safety in religion. Okay, I'm safe. I'm protected by this thing now. I don't have to, like you know, do make any decisions on my own. Like I'm protected, like you said, or, you know, the whole cocoon thing. But, and that's what they're so scared to, to get rid of, which I can completely understand. It ain't, it ain't like. We know that because we went, went through it. We experienced it ourselves, you know. Exactly. To come to the realization of like, okay, now I can begin to like figure out who the fuck am I? Like who is, who am I? I'm not, you know, in. I'm, you know, it's like all those things, like I'm the son of this and I'm like, no, like I, who am I as a person? And like you said, you have that time to think, um, which, you know, leads to growth. Yeah. And, but yeah, you know, with the whole thing, you know, you have time to think, so you have time to question every single thought. You have time to question yourself and question what it is that you're doing when you decide to step away from something that has has a system, mm-hmm. you know, because we're we're human and we we like structure, we like systems, we feel more secure, we feel safer. Um, now not having that, 
really creates a lot of doubt because now you have to trust yourself. Now you have to trust what you're... What you're capable of. Exactly. Because I have so many people that I've talked to, you know, like when we were going to church, um, and they'd be like, oh, you know, that's so good. I see your posts. You know, you and Jess are still really involved in church, and that's really good. You guys... You guys got your life on track and you're, you're, you know, you guys are better now. And, um, and then they would tell me like, yeah, just things are just so messed up. I just need to get back to church. I just, I just really need to get back to church as if that's the fucking end all be all. Like once you step foot in the church and you start giving them your money, oh, you're okay. Woo, you're back in God's graces. Everything's going to start working out for you. Like heaven forbid you sit down and try to figure out how do I fix this F up of a life I've created for myself? All these yeah. bad decisions, these things. How do I just really get in tune with my wants, my needs, my desires, and trying to understand, like, why, like, look back. Why did I make these mistakes? Yeah. How have I been feeling? Why, you know, what has caused me to to, to go that direction? You, you don't need a pastor to come and tell you this really nice moral story and be like, oh, everything just makes sense now. Like, mm-hmm. you can do it yourself. You don't understand the power in which you have to change your own life if you just take the time to hear yourself, to hear your inner thoughts, to hear your inner, you know, needs. And so. in order to get to that point, um, you have to you have to open your eyes and, and realize how codependent you were of yes. the church, of the pastors, of the leaders, of God, of the Bible. Like you were just so everything. I mean, there was times where like, you know, I was really struggling with something and I, you know, I would call um our pastor, our our marriage pastors was really close to the the um, the pastor there, and uh, and she would always just you know refer me to some scripture, of course, you know, and and I would just like I would like drown myself in that scripture and try to find myself where do I fit here, you know, how do I fit in this, mm-hmm. and like, and I became so dependent on that and. But I never asked myself like exactly like you said, what <laughs> it, got me to this? Where where okay, let's let's get to the real root of this, you know? It, yeah, um, and and sorry, like the, again with the whole like they got, that's always an answer. Like, well, I'm gonna give you this passage to read or give you this scripture or read the scripture, um, but it's just like okay, and a lot of the times it will help because you'll read it, you'll decipher how like you said, where do I fit in in this in this passage. And then it'll give you this answer and it's like, oh, this is what I, I, I need or I feel like I should do. God spoke to me through his word and now I'm, I'm doing the right thing. I could have given you a fucking passage from a poem or from a novel or something that was very well written that, you know, showed the true meaning of Shit, like... Dr. Seuss could have. Yeah, right? <laughs> it could have been a, a, yeah, to you. It could have been a freaking blurb from a, a, a novel and you would think... Because that's what scripture does is that it makes you read it. Then you have to sit on it and think about it and, you know, blah, blah, blah. You could do that with a book. and But who's who's the one making the decision? Who's the one finding the answer? God's not just throwing it and putting it in your brain. It's you. Like, and that was when, when I began to look back on it when, you know, pastors and people in church would say, like, once you begin having that attitude that it's you that is worthy and, and you that is smart and you that is confident and you that is strong, then that's, you know, that's the, the work of the devil because it, yeah. it's not you. It's all God. And it's, you know, you're not doing anything. You're just, you ask for his help and he gets, he sh- shows you the way he moves mountains for you and allows you to pass. Like, God, how much codependency do you want around here? Can I ever be 
strong enough to do something, confident enough to do something on my own, like... Yeah. So, and taking it back to, you know, just how we, how this has affected our deconversion and deconstruction, um, it has caused a lot of self-doubt within myself, and I'm sure you also, um, you know, recovering from that, recovering Mm -hmm. from having to rely on an outside source, you know, or scripture to, to make you feel like you're doing the right thing, you know, to, to give you that like confidence of like, okay, no, this is, yeah, like I'm on the right path. And so again, when you remove that, you're left with nothing but just yourself. And now you have to trust yourself. Um, it just, the doubt, the amount of doubt and questioning that you go through throughout this journey is like, it's insane. It's insane. And to say that there probably in the beginning, I haven't really had this feeling in in a long time, but to say that you don't ever sit there and like question whether, whether you should go back, like, you know, that that's a lie you in the beginning of it you are you're almost kind of talking yourself out of it like no no you can't go back there again because it's you're gonna have to go through this again and exactly like Hmm. you explained it you have to go through that detox again because gotta get the shakes you you know you you do have to remove yourself from that and it's it's just the same thing like when you leave a an abusive relationship or a toxic relationship You'll probably go back a few times before you finally leave, yeah. and you realize like, okay, I don't, I don't need this. Like, I'm, I can do this on my own. I don't need someone to, you know, like, so like, quote unquote, give me support or this conditional type of love where unless I go, I give you this, you're not gonna give me, you know, what I, what I feel like I need, you know. So it's that comfort that everyone yeah. wants, you know. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. So, um. I don't go into the next point yeah, as far as like friends and family. Yeah. Um, since we're talking about that, like relationships and whatnot, uh, you know, when it comes to family, this is probably one of my hardest points because I was raised by a single mom. And I think I talked about this in our first episode uh, in regards to the deconversion. My mom you know, she was the first Christian in our family. She left uh, the the Catholic Church, now going into Christianity, and she's been pretty dedicated for quite, you know, quite a while. Um, but she actually left the church for a little bit, then came. Actually, she started going when we started going. Mm-hmm. She started going we to our church. Her, we kind of you know, I don't want to say I influenced her. Well, but we exposed her to, yeah. like, the church again. And, you know, so she started going. So, honestly, now she kind of, like, she's she's going in hard, you know. So, one of the things that I, I, and I'm still, I still have to work through is feeling, like, responsible almost, you know. Like, mm-hmm. having, feeling this responsibility to, to not disappoint my mom, you know, because obviously I know... I know what she's going through because I know when, you know, our son was struggling with certain things and we felt like he was stepping away from God. Like it, it was this desperate feeling like you wanted to, to do something and you spent your whole life, you know, your whole time praying and asking God, you know, to, to guide them and, and illuminate them, you know? So, um, I know what my mom's going through. I know what she's feeling, but I'm also taking my power back in the sense where like 
I'm not responsible for that. You know, like I'm not, it's not my job to make her feel secure about her faith and her, you know, her religion. And even though it's, it's, it's because of what I'm doing, you know, um, it's my life, Mm -hmm. you know, and I get to make that choice, but it's hard. It's hard. And one of the things that I struggle with friendships, I was talking to a friend about this the other day, like when you still have friends that are believers, I have a very hard time like not removing the fact that I know what they believe and, you know, we're, how can I say this? Like, where I don't want to, I don't want them to look at me as a, as if I was like some dumb person or someone that doesn't know better, you know? Um, so I need to, I need to kind of like separate myself sometimes. So when I hang out with people I, that are still Christians and churchgoers, I do have a hard time because to me, it's like, I, the first thought I have is like, oh my God, they, they totally think that we're lost. They totally think like, mm-hmm. well, they obviously think that we're going to go to hell. And like, you know, like I, all these things start, start coming up in my head Yeah. and I have a very hard time just, you know, enjoying their, their friendship. And so that's something that I know I still struggle with and I get kind of defensive uh, with it. You know, sometimes my mom will bring up things like, you know, I'm praying for you guys and it, that's a trigger. That's a trigger for me. Like, oh yeah, there's definitely a phrase. That's, that's a key <laughs> phrase in the sense. Yeah, and and, and yeah. Like, when you think about it, it's like, why are you getting so mad when someone's like, oh, I'll pray for you. Like, they, they care about you and it's like, yeah. I, guess, I guess because the way we look at it, like, we understand so many times that saying got thrown around so much in church where it was like, are you though? Are you though? Right. And it's like, <laughs> I, I would say 80% of the people that said that didn't do it. And it's just like, I don't know. So that's why it's just like, don't say words that don't mean anything, guys. Let's be real with each other. Like, you know, so yeah. I get Well, I, I mean, get no. And, and that... I used to feel like that when we were still in church. No, yeah, you know? that's where we first saw yeah, it. Yeah, and you know? I felt like that, you know. But when now, which I know when my mom says I'm praying for you or I'm praying for you guys, I know she is. Oh yeah, I know like, for of a fact that's what I'm she saying. is. Yeah, to get you know. Up. So, but the reason why it's a trigger for me, it's because I see it as like her pushing her beliefs on me. Mm, yeah, and you know that's where it becomes like, like I feel like they're crossing a boundary. You know. Um, so it is hard for me because one, I have to, I have to go through this like checklist, like, okay, is she really crossing a boundary or is she just sharing like how, you know, sharing her beliefs or, or whatever? Um, is this her way of telling me that she cares and she's concerned? Like I really have to talk myself down and in the end, just accept like, this is what she chooses to believe. And this is what I choose to believe or not yeah. believe, you know? So it is hard and I do and like any of my friends that are probably listening to this that are, are still believers like this is really what I go through. I have to talk myself down and at the end really just be left with me and them and that's all it is. Yeah. You know and as long as I know that they, they, they want the best for me and they know that I want the best for them that's all that really matters. Exactly. Is it cloudy somewhere in there with the whole, you know, where they think I might spend my eternity? Yeah, it is, you know, but it's like, it's something that it's a personal choice, you know, even if 
exactly if you still believe in the Bible, like it says, it is a personal choice, right? So this is my choice. That is their choice. Mm -hmm. And I have to leave it as that because if I don't, I go down this rabbit hole of like, they don't, they think I'm a horrible person or they think this, they think that, but that is something that I still struggle with. And it's still part of our deconstruction and our deconversion. Like I am still undoing all those false beliefs, all those things that really have separated me from other people, you know, and I was very separated from people when we were in Christianity because I did, I was the one looking at people, you know, from the inside out, like, oh, they're so stupid. They don't even know what they're doing. They're so like, you know, I hear like, it's just because they don't know God. And oh my God, I hate that saying. It's because they don't know God. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, so now someone telling me that, like, it really triggers me, you know? Yeah. Like, on both of those points, like, back to the, like, the I'll pray for you thing, like, the way I look at it to not, you know, get triggered is that they're, I mean, because the thing that did trigger me, like I was saying earlier, was that, like, I just think of all the people that just use that phrase just to use it, and it was just like, you're you're so fake, my gosh. But, like, there are people still, you know, friends that we have that I, and I know those people, like, if they tell me, like, you know, whatever, something might be happening. And they say like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to be praying for you. Like it doesn't trigger me because I know that they, it's coming from a genuine place right. where they look at it as like, I'm going to pray for you. I look at it as there's someone else on this earth that I have a relationship that actually genuinely cares about the problems I'm going through. And that means a lot to me. However you want to say it, if it's like, I'll pray for you. I'll be thinking about you. I'll be pushing for you. I have faith in you. What, whatever the saying is like, it means a lot. So um, and then, but the other thing, like you said about like with family or feeling like people are going to look at us like, oh, they're, they're just so lost or the devil really has his grips on them. Like something's come into their life and blah, blah, blah. It, yeah, that, that is something that really gets to me because, and I was guilty of it. Like, it's just because we were kind of like trained to think like that, where it's like, you know, when we were really strong in the church and going all the time. I looked at people like that, like, it's, it's a matter of pity, like, you look at them like, oh, look at that poor soul, like, they just, they just don't know, they just really don't know, they don't know the what God's word, and if they would just, you know, read their Bible, if they would just come to church, like, their life would change so much, the veil would be lifted, and it's like, so yeah, now in the back of my head, you know, being how we are, and, and, and what we're, you know, finally expressing to our friends and family like thinking, do, do they look at us like that? No, mm-hmm. like I can literally hear those words. Like the devil has his grips on them. Like, oh gosh, and, and you just really have to look at it. Like, you know what? What they think, it doesn't. It's not going to affect my life, yeah. my happiness, my joy. Uh, you know what I believe now. So, do I really need to sit here and be scared about it, or upset about it, or angry about it? Like, just no. Like you know. <laughs> Yeah, and that's something I have to remind myself. Um, So another part of me is uh, I started a new journey with tarot, and so I do readings, and um, I have an Instagram page, and I do some live uh, live readings out there, and you know I do personal readings for people. So that is a journey that I started uh, at the beginning of this year, and so that has brought a lot of unwanted attention to my page and to myself um and it is it has been a door for triggers like mm-hmm. it's been like 
it's been an open wide door for anyone that has any opinion on not just what I'm doing, but also myself. So most of the people that have commented have or have said something towards, you know, me doing tarot now uh, has been mostly family. Some friends, not a lot, but most has been family. Friends, uh, sorry, really quick. I, and I don't know if it's because friends like just don't care enough. Or friends actually are the ones that care and love a little bit more to like, oh, I'm not going to disrespect you. Yeah. <laughs> you I know? mean, I have Family, a... for some reason, like, they feel like because I'm family, it's I can say this to you. obligation that yeah, they carry like... or this responsibility to, you know, to correct you. Which, again, again, and I have to tell myself, like, okay, I've been there. I know where they're coming from. I get it. But I also feel that it is... It's not, I don't think they have a right to do that. You know, I don't know. Let's say, do they have a right? They Okay, they have the opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't think it's right. You know, I don't think it's right. Because I remember when we were in church and, and I was Christian, there was a lot of things that I could have called people out for. But I just didn't think it was my place to do that. You know, um, so... Now to be on the other side of it and people telling me these things like it, it does it and it, it, it makes me upset and it makes me sad and it makes me angry and makes me frustrated and makes me question myself, you know, um, but I go down the same thing where I kind of have to talk myself down and like, okay, don't, you know, don't react, don't respond. Um, and you know, just leave it alone. But now where I'm at now, the place where I'm at now, I no longer am I going to allow people to like bully me or push me around and just say whatever they want to say and there be no consequences. Like I respectfully respond now with, you know, simply you don't have to follow. Mm -hmm. um, and or, you know, if you feel the need, just understand that I, I will say something back. And it might not be nice. You know, maybe some days you'll catch me on a good day and I'll be very respectful. Hmm. Maybe one day you won't, you know. Yeah, so catch just, me outside. And catch me outside, <laughs> exactly. So, um, but, you know, it does get very messy when it comes to family. Um, with, e with everything. With is. everything. Yeah. <laughs> with everything. And that's, again, like... I don't, I don't know. I don't know what people look at us and they're just thinking that we're just like, oh, they just, they just don't want to follow God because they just want to be out there and just, you know, do whatever they want to do, do whatever they want to do no and just live their best life. You know, no, it's been fucking miserable. <laughs> it's been so fucking lonely. It's been painful. It's been hurtful. It's been, you know, just probably one of the hardest things, the most uphill battle that I think we've ever had to walk other than our children, you know, being special needs. Um, but this has affected us in every way possible that you can think of, yeah. uh, you know, and it just for people to just be so insensitive and just throw comments out there just because they feel they 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 just have the right or, you know, I've provided a space for them to do that, like. It's, it's very, very cruel and it's mean and, you know, and I don't, I don't, this, these are the things that happen that cause me to kind of, you know, maybe I've taken two steps forward and now it's like one step back and I have to recover and go, you know, keep going forward after that. But 
it's not easy. And yeah. I, I, people don't understand that. Like, like I said, we went from this little warm little cocoon to now we went to this freaking, we were sh- into an ice shocked bath now. And yes, you're awakened in a way. Like you kind of see things differently. Your eyes are open, but it's fucking cold <laughs> and it sucks. Like, and you feel it all Cold's like balls. You feel all of it. <laughs> um, yeah, to really, to comment on the whole, you know, people's rights and do they have the right, sound like a freaking conservative show, but, um, so, because it's not only like a matter of they have the right to do it or they don't have the right to tell me anything, you know, friends or, or especially with family. Like, I look at it like with family, we do, all of us go through that where it's like, you have that responsibility, like, because they're family, I need to help them. And we look at it in the situation we're going through, but, you know, there's been times where we know someone that we care about has been struggling with some sort of addiction or whatever, and we're just like, well, it's it's our responsibility to, like, t- tell them and, and say what, what you're doing is not right. You need to help yourself. And I feel like family or friends that come at us with this, even though it's not life-threatening, but... In, in their eyes, it is. It's not even just your life. It's your eternity. And I have to speak to you because if, if I don't, who's going to? But so, yeah, I, I don't I don't shy away or I don't get upset from people doing it. But just the way that you do it, because if, if you're going to come off as like you're going to talk down to me or a holier than thou or like you know, a poor little thing, you just don't know. You're just so lost, aren't you? I got to help you then that's condescending and it's mm-hmm. like you're not talking to me like on um, eye to eye like we're on the same page here so yeah there's of course you know we were at least for myself and i'm pretty sure jessica feels the same way we're not trying to isolate ourselves we're not trying to like well if you don't want to accept me for how i believe in how i live my life now then just don't talk to me like no that that's the complete opposite like we we went through a time of like being very blinded and like biased on things um, and, and not affiliating or wanting to be around people that didn't think like us, that we, that's why we change now, but we also want it to be a matter of respect because everyone should respect everyone, you know, like if you're going to speak to someone, then speak to them and, and let them know this, these are your thoughts. But just like I'm giving you the right to speak that you just don't agree with what I'm doing. You are giving me the right to say, well, I don't agree with what you don't agree with, then that's that's fine. Like that's okay. Um, and again, like we said, I said earlier, if there's friends and family that really like just don't agree with that, like agree to disagree, the whole thing, then do, do we should we really have a relationship then? Because then that's not a good relationship, at least not one that I want to have, family or friends or not. Like it's that's the kind of people we wanted to eliminate from our yeah. lives. So um, you know, being. <laughs> Again, like we just, you, you give people the right to disagree with you, but then they give you the right to disagree with that. So Yeah, and uh, I think uh, one of the things, because there's been a couple of people that have messaged myself and you as well, where, you know, they talk about, especially what I'm doing now in the area of tarot, like they, they, they talk about it as if what we're doing, like, or what we've chosen to do, like, speaks of our character. You know, so because we're doing, because I'm doing tarot or because we don't go to church anymore or now we left Christianity altogether or now we don't believe in the whole, you know, Jesus is our savior story or whatever, you know, like people are like, oh, then we're just, we're, 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 we're just horrible people now. 
You know, we're just. Yeah, we I don't, don't want to be connected to you in any way because it might. What all that stuff you're doing over there might somehow get to me. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like now our, like, as if you know now we're we're dabbling into like evil things or now we're 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 inter- entertaining things that are going to like hurt our family and you know so it's just like all these things and and now exactly like you said so it's like is this is how you really see me then why are you you know in either in a a friendship with me or you know i mean yeah i know it's it's trickier with family but why not talk to me or approach me in a different way why not just really say i'm really concerned and and give you the opportunity to maybe you know bring some clarity to the situation um but to just attack and you know place judgment on someone like that it's it's very it's it it causes a lot of damage it really does and i think that's what people don't understand um i think if anything and i'm i'm gonna actually end up closing it with the scripture because i (laughs) i really am gonna i'm really gonna say this and like i've said it in the past now when i when i see scripture and this is part of my healing process but when i see scripture i take i take it for what it is you know if it's if it's a word of encouragement because it is just it's, it's just the it's just the english line it's like like i said it's just a scripture that someone wrote a a, a, a an author wrote mm-hmm. that was you know talented so it can make people feel different things. It's not going to mean... So they're always like, oh, God's word works differently for each person. No fucking words do that, guy. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to read the same sentence and you... I mean, we're not going to read the same passage yeah. and think the same exact thing. That's called our individual minds. Yeah. So, yeah, I get what you mean. <laughs> and it, it's it, it all based on our own experiences. Exactly. You know, based on however we were raised. Like, yeah, exactly. You're going to take it and you're going to receive it however you want to receive it, you know? So, and they would say that too, like, you know, you don't, you don't just read the Bible once you, you read it multiple times in your life because it's going to mean one thing when you're one age and another thing when you're different. No fucking shit, dude. If I go back and read the outsiders as a 38 year old man that's married and has kids now and I go, it's not the same when I was reading in seventh grade. Like, I thought a completely different way. So it's just, it's vocabulary. It's words. Like I need to, like, add on to that because it's so funny. And I actually just did a TikTok on it a couple, uh, a few days ago. Uh, where we just watched the movie Face Off with our son. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> because, we, you know, we hadn't seen it. And it's one of my favorite movies. Like, I love that movie. I remember watching it when I was, like, I was young. I was probably, like, a like a teenager for sure maybe even younger but i don't know and i remember watching it and i the first time i saw it i was just like oh my god I can't <laughs> this is up there with like, the godfather <laughs> like dude they can totally do that like that's crazy you know i wonder if like anyone's actually ever done that like you know surgically removed your face and yeah. like and i thought it was so freaking real and the other day we were watching it i was like fuck this, this is bullshit like this is so bad far-fetched the but the acting yeah. is so bad like the everything i mean even the stunt doubles were like bro that does not but like that dude that literally like is him. a black guy in john for, for john travolta <laughs> like that's a black stunt exactly, double like, that doesn't dude. make any sense and i was just like what happened like you know and it sucks because well now when i think about it i'm like obviously i was seeing it through the lens of a child yeah we um, didn't know about special effects back then like how they have them now exactly like, like a gullible child that you know just believed this movie and trusted that it was real and 
trusted the actors and, and now when I look back on it obviously through the lens of a freaking adult and someone that can that's obviously obviously can read into this and now educate yourself on how the fact that that would never happen there's a whole lot that you know <laughs> needs to take place in order for that to actually happen um you look at it and you're just like oh well, it's just a movie like it's just a movie and it's entertaining and you know so yeah, you know, I know that it might sound insulting to some people, but that's kind of how I look at the Bible now. You know, it's like, it's just, it's scripture that I can, I can look at and I can see like, oh, wow, that, that was, that was pretty motivating, you know? Um, yeah, that's, that speaks of love and that speaks of this or that. And I take it for what it is, you know? Yeah. And It's I, a book of different stories that are like self-help to like help yes. you to be more wise and to look at things differently and like look at what they went through and how do you relate that to your life and it's like oh that's a that's a good book like yeah. it's a really helpful book exactly exactly and i did talk talk about that on tiktok where you know people uh were like how can you you know from one minute go to believing everything and and now not believing um because exactly how i thought that movie was so real and i mm -hmm. thought that movie could have happened and now you know seeing it through different now. eyes <laughs> <laughs> seeing it through dr different eyes i i i can't you no. know once you once you see something you it's very hard to unsee it you know once you see something for what it is it's very very un hard to it's very hard to unsee it exactly. you know and that's kind of where i'm at now you know but can i appreciate some of the things and stories that are in the bible of course you know, there's stories, again, like, my whole take on Jesus is, like, completely different. Do I believe that a lot of the things that were said about him were exaggerated? Probably. Mm -hmm. um, but the overall message of, G of, of Jesus exactly. is something that, yes, we all should live by. Like, how, yeah, like... Yeah, and you know, it, I don't, I don't think it's really talked about in the Bible and other, other stories and other books that are... Um, that do mention this is that when, you know, cause there's a big gap where you don't really hear about Jesus when he's growing up mm -hmm. because he went out and he went to go learn about other religions and yeah. he went to go learn from other teachers. Like he's like the, so it's like, yeah, if it was a movie, which I have seen movies on it before, it's like, Oh, they lost Jesus. Where is he? Oh, he's been in the temple and he's, he's praying with the, the rabbis. And then it's just like the next scene he is walking the earth like yeah hey, wait so whoa, whoa, go go back what happened at 15 16 17 18 you know those crucial years when you become uh, all the hormones kick in and you become a, a real person like what, what was he doing exactly. then he went to go find himself he went to go you know figure out who he was which that's what we're saying like people should really listen like don't erase all the outside influence of of religion of, mm -hmm. of social media of people and just hear you. That's and learn what you from do. others. Yeah. Learn from others from different belief systems. Learn, learn from people that think differently from you that completely disagree from, with yeah, you. Just learn from it. Just think you're not, in you're, general. Your fucking world isn't the only one. Like, well, just I was laughing because you were even <laughs> saying it right now. Like, and again, maybe it's just because we're born and raised here in America. But when we're just like Christians, literally call themselves like you get another word for them as believers. What about people that believe in other things? Why aren't they believers? Yeah. We are the believers because here in America, it is Christian. Like, that is the religion, which 
I have come to find and understand if you just do a little research on history and histories of the world or um, religions of the world and, and different cultures, it is a religion. It's not the religion. So, right. you know. And, you know, like we said in the beginning, I know this <laughs> is going to upset some people, um, but just the way we accept that some people see us a certain way, I hope that you guys understand that we're not seeing all Christians, like all of the Christians fall under the same category. Yeah, you like, guys all act know. the same way and talk the same way. No, yeah. we, we, we have a lot of people in our life still that are just very accepting and very welcoming and they embrace us just as we are. And, you know, and we do the same, you know, yeah. um, but I do want to end with a scripture. Like I said, cool. oh. go ahead. No, oh, no I don't no. have anything else to say no, or no, cover. Ahead. Yeah. Um, because I was listening to this guy's podcast the other day and uh, they they were talking about their deconversion and he was sharing about his parents and how he knows that he's hurt his parents by, you know, leaving the church, leaving Christianity. Um, but one thing that he appreciates, and this is what I want to say to my people that are my family and my friends that are still choosing to be part of our life, um, was he appreciates that they chose love. In the end, they chose love. And that's that's what I hope and pray that people can choose or will choose when they decide to be in a relationship or in a friendship with us. Because everything that I do, I'm, I am working on and I'm trying my hardest to come from a place of love. Even when I do tarot. And people think like, Oh my God, it's freaking witchcraft. Like, call me whatever the fuck you want to call me. You want to call me a witch? That makes you feel better? Fuck <laughs> it. Call me a witch. I'll embrace this shit. You know, but witch. I come from a place. I'm I am trying to come from a place of love. Whenever I do a reading, I am, you know, praying to what I believe in, in my energy source, that my message is delivered with love. Never with, with you know, judgment or... Condence um, love. Not <laughs> condemnation. Or no, I was gonna no, no. say because when someone's condescending, I'm like, you don't want to deliver with condemnation. Like, like <laughs> no, not condemnation. Like on the window, whatever it means. Condemnation, right? Condemnation. Yeah, like when you're condemning someone, or when you're like. But is that the same as to be like? I don't know. It sounds good. Let's just go with it. It sounds good. <laughs> don't deliver with condemnation. <laughs> oh my god. He's spraying with a freaking yeah. bottle. A little bit of, of condensation in your face. <laughs> You look a little dry. Uh, anyways, okay, but yeah, so I I really do. And even with this podcast, like, I hope and pray that it, you know, we deliver it from a place of love. Yeah, and exactly. And again, the whole uh, power of choice and actually the power of your index finger to click or not click, when we say, like, we want different people of different beliefs to listen to this, and it, but it's your ultimate choice if you hear it and you're just like, I just don't want to hear that. I don't believe in it. Or I think you guys are full of yourself. Well, then you just don't listen. Like that's the whole choice. So for those that may or may not exist out there that, <laughs> that say that who wants to hear our opinion on things? Well, yeah, then just don't listen. And if you continue to listen, then that's on you. Yeah. So. Yeah, so close it with this. This is going to be Ephesians 4, 31 to 32. If our love is only a choice, it is not yet what... Oh my gosh. It's 
Sorry. I don't even think your mouth allows you to read I, it. Seriously? <laughs> like, my heart is pounding so fast right now. I don't. I haven't Here, read it. Here, I want you to read it oh, instead. God. I was going to say, I, I haven't read something in a minute. <laughs> um, oh, it doesn't say what what Bible it's coming. Like, it's what okay. the translation, what is it? The version? Uh, you know, like yeah. old. Translation. Uh, it is the translation? Yeah. Um, it says, if our love is only a choice, it is not yet what it ought to be. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Ephesians four thirty-one through thirty-two. Yeah, and ultimately, like we said, if that was Jesus, whoever you want, however you want to think of him, of, of whoever he was, if that was his message, which. I remember the Bible, I remember what they said, that was his entire message, uh, you know, or at least what it came down to, then I 100% agree yeah. with it. Because who who disagrees with that, you know? So, but, yeah. Just allow people to be who they are, let them discover themselves, and, you know, if you do feel the need to intervene or say something to them please make sure you're coming from a place of love exactly because like i said we don't want to isolate ourselves if anything we want to reach out to more of our family more of our friends more strangers and have respectful intellectual conversations on what we believe on what you believe and and in no way am i ever trying to in that conversation convince you to begin to believe how i believe or what i believe and that should be the same as you you know but yeah, and this, uh, this whole episode was just to share and give people some insight of just the things that we've had to walk through and go through and to know that it has not been easy. Um, it's been very hard and it's still, it is still something that we are working through every single day. Um, is there moments that I question myself? Yes, but they've, they're getting further and further you know now I'm, I'm coming to a place where I'm a lot more confident in myself um but it's taken a lot of work for sure yeah definitely all right so before we go I do want to make sure that it is understood that I still ride or die for face off okay that's still a very <laughs> good movie with two I, amazing actors I mean for anything sh- Nicolas Cage does is gold so when did that happen like, did I not see it before? But, like, when did he just lose his mind? Like, is oh, that always? Well, he, I mean, really quick. We got, you're already running long. <laughs> so, the interview that Nicolas Cage said is that, um, I don't know if you guys have seen a movie called Vampire Kisses. One of his greatest movies. He was playing a guy that was losing his mind and thought he was becoming a vampire. So he said that he was able to play it and like really do these like weird faces and have this like crazy accent because he thought he was really Nosferatu. And, and you know, it just went with it because it was an indie movie and like, you know, whatever it got made. He was like, so then I literally when I got this big budget thing for Face Off, I was like, OK, it's a guy that's out of his mind and crazy. I'm going to use that and he goes lo and behold people loved it i become known for the nicholas cage mannerisms and stuff so it's kind of funny because yeah rewatching you're just like i mean i knew he was nuts in it but my god he's just it's like you know you want to say like oh my god such overacting but it's overacting in the best way possible (laughs) even on john travolta i think john travolta is kind of an overactor too but they do it so well it's just you know it like it's just i guess it's um it's very 
yeah, they do they do it well. What's the word? Like they they do it in a classy way. They have their own style. Like, yeah, like they have their own way. I mean, I whatever you want to fight me on it. I'm not comparing them. They're all separate. But like Christopher Walken, like he has his own way of yeah. literally delivering the script, the lines. Like he says it a certain way. Like he holds his body a certain way. Like you know, John Travolta has that stance in the whole movie. He has that walk. Like. It's just, you know, yeah. it's still great. You know, Ride I, or die I, for face. I know he was for sure a lot older, but I'm still like, that's that's Danny Zuko. Like, that's <laughs> all day. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, um, <laughs> all right, guys. a whole other podcast. Yeah. But, but we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and get closing out here. Um, we'll put up another Would You Rather. Um, so all Thank the you guys thousands of people that respond thousands upon thousands oh my gosh my inbox hey we got a lot more this time so thank you guys for interacting and being part of that because it really helps it yeah. helps with us you know sharing that with you guys yeah and definitely if you want to reach out to us you can either comment on the platform that you're hearing this podcast or just go on our Instagram page um, we'd love to you know go back and forth with you guys if you guys have questions or just want to share your opinion um, definitely we will reach back to you. So, um, hope you guys have a beautiful day and we will see you next time. Bye.